Hi, this is Quinn Wynn and Jesse Chu, co-founders of Paper Talk. Welcome to season five. We're here to share our paper flower journey, engage with makers and artists, and support other female entrepreneurs. Follow along as we give a voice to and nurture a community of paper florists from around the world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Paper Talk. Today, we have Amy McGee with us. And you must know her. <laughs> There's no way you don't know her, but you must know her as the owner of Botanical Brouhaha and a Bloom Trust Co. And we have been singing her praises for a long, long time. I personally met her virtually, what, in the summer of 2020? 2020? Oh my gosh, I can't believe that was two years ago when I was releasing my book. And she was kind enough to be interested in paper flowers. And we had such a wonderful conversation over on her podcast about paper flowers and really what flower lovers and the appreciation of art in every type of form. So that was such an amazing conversation that I knew I had to introduce her to Quinn. And yes. since then, <laughs> since then, we've worked together on a couple of projects. Well, uh, well, over the summer last year, last year. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Greenwood Rising project where a group of, of paper florists Quinn and a couple of others went to Tulsa with white lilies that you guys all made um, in support of, yeah, in support of Greenwood Rising and commemorating the Greenwood Massacre from 1921. And the reason why we got involved was actually because of Amy. You know, Amy thought about us as she was talking to the Wild Mother about how to be involved in a meaningful way. And Amy being the great supporter of our art form and our community um, suggested to the Wild Mother that maybe we would like to be involved and maybe would be a great fit. And that ended up being an amazing partnership. So thank you so much, Amy, for that. Yeah, well, um, can I just say I need to I need to add Susan McCleary's name. In yeah, Su- yes. yes, Susan as well. Because she- yes, because she is also a fan, and she thought that that would be a good idea. So I don't want to leave her out. But <laughs> <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Oh. <laughs> you should. Not. I absolutely love the both of you together. It's just so magical, and I I do think about the Green River Rising a lot. The meeting with the Wild, the Palmer Sisters. They, uh, the chemistry you guys all put together and the powerhouse of you putting collaborative mind together and making something happen and reaching nationally the news that was covered by this was absolutely amazing. And the impact I felt like we all made with this was huge. And I feel so proud of each and every single person that participated in this virtually sending in flowers, sending in all those messages. It was so important in sharing the story. The more we share, the more everyone's going to learn about what happened. And also the connection we made was so important. And I feel like there's longevity to this because when you make a connection, it makes an impact no matter what kind of connection that is. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have to give all the credit to the Palmer sisters at the Wild Mother. That mm-hmm. was their idea that was their vision all we were doing was circling around and trying to to support what they were doing and and it was the greatest honor to have the opportunity to do that it was amazing yeah I hope our path will cross again yeah well I think that's one of your strengths Amy is serving your community and beyond 
Mm-hmm. And that's why you were the first person we thought of actually, as Quinn and I were going through this kind of reevaluation of where we wanted to take paper talk. And I mean, we've been quite open about some of our projects <laughs> for paper talk. And last year, um, through season four, actually, I think we spoke a little bit about some of the hardships that we were going through and the difficulties of really uh, knowing where to put our energy. Quinn has these amazing ideas and sometimes like we put them into place and then it's like, well, it's, this is amazing, but where do we take it? Right. So having come to a point in our business where we both have, are running our own creative businesses and then running a business together where you're working as a partnership, it can be one, like overwhelming (laughs) with ideas because of the accountability. We literally are just kind of, I don't sometimes I felt like I was trying to catch up all the time with Quinn. And I think she probably was feeling like she needed to catch up with me. So we were like a steam train just (laughs) heading to in a direction that we didn't really know where it was going. And at some point we felt like just, you know, mice on a wheel, right? We were just on a wheel, just making things for the, because we had great ideas and, and, and same thing, honestly, like on the financial level too, it was hard to talk about money, right? Wasn't it? It was hard to to talk about money together. And I think the thing is too, like we're both so concerned about being fair that we were never able to kind of just like put it on the table and be like, no, this, like, we need to do this, this, and this. We need to set a budget where we pay ourselves. Yes. Why are we making all this money and just paying other people, <laughs> but not ourselves, which is what we did for the whole, like last year, we paid other people to do things. Yeah. And so it came to a point where we were like, you know, I think we need to reach out to somebody. Somebody who can, from an outside perspective, give us an honest opinion, get through all that mucky, the emotional stuff, you know, the sensitivity (laughs) and tell us like, this makes sense. But, but Amy, you did more than that though. You were, I mean, you never made decisions for us, but you asked such like insightful questions and thoughtful ones that made us think about it. Yeah. And then we knew the answers. I think the more important part is she heard what we were saying and laid it out. So we heard it. And the interesting part is both Jesse and I were so like, we had the same thought, same idea, but we didn't know how to communicate it to each other. And the crazy part, we were both on the same page of what we wanted and didn't want. And so Mm -hmm. I felt like, I mean, I love the values that both Jesse and I have. We had the same values. Like we knew what we wanted, but we didn't know how to communicate it. And I think that's where Amy stepped in and really helped us focus, as you said earlier, Jesse, and really gave a voice to our thoughts and what we really needed and wanted. And she heard like, we need this. We want this. You don't need this. You can cut that off. And we did. And it felt relieving in certain parts to know that expectation was not set. And I really want to thank you, Amy, for doing that for us. It really gave us some clarity. It gave each of us space to work on our own projects, which I think we wanted to do this year. And I think that was a really important call to say, it's okay. You don't have to do all these things that you wanted to do. You can focus yeah. your energy on other things. So that was great. Yeah. I um, think one thing that's really notable about that is when you come to a to sit down to talk about those things, it's so important for you to be honest and to be vulnerable about 
about your business. And I think that's one of the things that's really difficult for us, especially as women. I think it's hard to talk about, like you said, talk about money, talk about the things that we're doing and why we're doing them. It's easier to just stay busy doing things. Mm -hmm. And we're creative and we love doing things. But really what you said about the hamster wheel, I think we all get to that point. And I think every entrepreneur gets to that point multiple times in the journey. And you have to stop and kind of shake things up. And it's hard to see the outside perspective because you're on the the wheel. Mm -hmm. You can't see outside. You're too busy. You don't have time. Mm -hmm. So the two of you coming together to that meeting with the intention of figuring some things out and being really, really open and honest and vulnerable with someone from the outside perspective coming in made all the difference in the world. An amazing journey. I would say the trust that we both have for each other is so, our friendship is really, really important, but also our partnership is really, really important in both our eyes. And to know that I trust Jesse completely, if whatever I share it doesn't leave the room or the Zoom room, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's how we've been meeting. It's like we meet on Zoom, we talk. And I love the raw, real relationship that we have. Like I probably talk to Jesse way more than I do besides my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Your work life. (laughs) Yes, my work life. I thought what was really helpful, Amy, was the set of questions that you asked us before the meeting where you asked us, you know, point blank about what we loved and what we don't love and how we saw ourselves in a couple of years. I think it was the first time that we each sat down and thought about it instead of just, oh, let's just keep on working. And and I think you had asked specifically about what, what well, actually it was what we, you, what, what was my favorite part And funny enough, I immediately thought about what was my least favorite parts. We never think about, right? We never think about, or we never face it. We never truly face what don't we like to do. And having that kind of conversation with myself and that, and seeing it written down, because, you know, we all prepped for the meeting, seeing it written down, I think it really helped, yeah, clarify and prioritize in a way, I think that's what you really helped us do was prioritize. We had so many offers. We had, we had done so many things over the last three years that we didn't know what was important anymore. You know, it's kind of like everything is important, but really it wasn't. And so you actually asking those pointed questions about, well, you know, what are the, what are the things that you actually liked doing together uh, for Paper Talk? Uh, yeah, we finally kind of said it out loud. We kind of said it out loud. But yeah, like how did those questions that you sent us help you during the meeting when you were helping helping us in return? Um, I think because the two of you already have your own businesses, for one thing, you already have your own creative endeavors outside of Paper Talk. And then you've come together for Paper Talk, which is kind of this third thing. And so I was really interested to know from each of you, you know, what do you do on your own outside of paper talk? What do you do? What are your offers? Uh, How do you make money? Do you plan on continuing down that journey? Do you want to stay on your own and then just have paper talk kind of as a side collaboration, but you're both working on your own? Or do you see someday 
you really coming together and growing paper talk to be the one big thing. Um, and I, I didn't know. So I really wanted to know where you both stood individually. I wanted to know what you brought to the partnership with paper talk. And then it was really important for me to try to understand your personalities, your values, where you want to go in your life, where you are right now, your, your life situation. You know, do you have a family? Do you have children? Do you have pets? Do you have aging parents? Do you mm-hmm. like to travel? Do you, you know, like all of those things I needed to understand who each one of you were. And I knew you, but you don't get that deep on, you know, in a friendship, usually, unless mm-hmm. you've been friends for a really long time. So I need to know those things to be able to even understand how we could untangle a lot of these things and figure out what is a keeper and what do we need to get rid of? Mm-hmm. Or I think I even was really honest with you. Do you want to be partners? Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy this? Is this something that you want to keep doing for 10 years? Or has this been kind of a really great opportunity to work together, but you don't really see yourself doing it long-term. Do your values mesh with each other? Is this something that that could take on a larger portion of what you do with your time? Mm-hmm. So I, I think I was just trying to untangle all of that to understand you. And in the process, you had to look at yourself. So when we got to the meeting, we sat down you had really taken a deep dive on yourself. And I had kind of looked at both of what both of you had said. And and then we were able to really kind of expedite kind of the situation. I mean, I I think that's part of what's really great when you talk to someone on the outside of your particular business, whether it's a mentor or a business coach or a mastermind group or whatever the thing is, it it helps us sort of cut to the chase and just expedite the whole process. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you're just kind of going along, trying to read self-help books and read business books and take online classes by yourself, and you're still all in your head. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's frustrating after a while. You just mm-hmm. are like, I, you can't fix it because you're too close to it. Yeah. So having someone that you trust come in and just listen and be vulnerable about all the things, it's really ironic. But I mean, all I do really, what, what I did in that meeting was kind <laughs> of like, say, here's what you just said, yeah. just like reflect it back to you. And then from there, it was much easier to try well, to. You, you have such out. an amazing talent listening and telling us what you heard. Because a lot of people do not have this talent. And I, I think you minimize that too much. I think you played such a bigger role in both our eyes on figuring out what we both wanted and tying things together and also explaining how it's separate, but your guys are both on the same page. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really, really amazing for both of us to hear. So thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, I have to say it was really nice talking to you because it was kind of unstructured in a way. And I know that's your style, that it's, you know, more of a conversation and you're, you're listening, you're really listening to what we're saying and trying to, like you said, mirror it back, but interpret it in a way that that's what you're hearing and being able to kind of read underneath what wasn't spoken about or the tone that we used, but the way that you, you, that you were during the meeting was so 
empathetic as well. You empathized with what we were going through. And part of it, I think, has to do with the fact that, I mean, you've gone through a lot too. Your own business, right? You run your own business and you have people helping you too. And you've gone through ups and downs. So even though we're in different industries, we're all in the same kind of creative industry where our businesses are not just, we're not just selling products. And the reason why we get into these into these businesses is because we care. We really care a lot about our serving our community, uh, but also being able to, you know, make sure that we meet our own needs too. And so the fact that you understand that, and I think it made a huge difference in terms of your perspective of what's worthwhile investing into in terms of our energy and our time. And so you being empathetic in that way, and yet go, haven't gone through it yourself, you have that perspective of saying, you know what, if you did this, it actually takes a lot more energy than you think because I've gone through it yes. and here are the pitfalls <laughs> and here's all these things. Are you ready to think about those things and address those things? And we were like, oh my gosh, no, <laughs> you know, like, no, we're not ready for that. We, in our mind, we have these great ideas to do all this stuff, but no, we're not ready to devote that type of time to, you know, expanding paper talk in this way. But I think any business coach who doesn't have that type of experience might not be able to put their foot down as firmly as you did with us about what to expect should we go down this route. And so we we share the story why we picked Amy as our mentor coach to go through this. Interesting because Amy was, she had a podcast, she was building a community. She's done a lot of things similar what Jesse and myself have been trying to do, but she's many years ahead of us. And so we felt like she could relate to us, growth in the flower world in different contexts, of course, but still the same underlying passion for flowers. And I think that's tied it together. But there were so many wonderful components that Amy brought to the table that we felt like comfortable in sharing because we knew she has gone through it and has gone through the problems and also the wonderful outcomes of certain things. And it was great for us to kind of share some ideas that we had thought or done. And here as the sounding board, it's like, oh yeah, you did that great. Or no, these are the pitfalls that you might have to face. And so that really helped brought clarification for us on deciding where we needed to cut things off because we trusted her. And I think that's really important when you're choosing a coach is that you can trust this person. And as Amy said, to be as honest as you can, because if you don't bring everything to the table, you can't get the right outcome. And that, you know, when you say, I kept saying like, I've done this. I mean, I think <laughs> yes. that's, yes, <laughs> that I, I am a little passionate about it because I don't want people to make the same mistakes that I've made. And I've heard from people who are further ahead than I am. And I've avoided some things because I've heard what they've said. But in our industry, in our creative industry, it is a little bit different. And so finding someone who has experienced some of these things in a creative industry that you trust. I mean, I think that's really, I don't have a business degree. I'm a dental hygienist by trade, right? Before <laughs> I came into the flower world. So I don't, and, and I feel a little insecure about that sometimes because, you know, you kind of feel like, am I really qualified to do this? And I didn't set out to go, I mean, y'all called me. I didn't put out a thing saying, hey, I'm going to do business coaching. Does anyone want to come? You called me because 
of our situations and our mm-hmm. relationship. And you could tell that we were on the same page value-wise. And so, and it is unstructured because I really do just love hearing where you are mm-hmm. and then trying to just give whatever advice I can, but mostly just help you dig through your stuff and and figure it out. It's kind of like mm-hmm. someone who comes in and helps you organize your pantry. I mean, you could have done it on your own, but mm-hmm. you've been looking at it for a long time to speak that mess. So then yeah. they come in and they pull it all out and it looks great. I mean, and it's the same pantry and you could have done it yourself, but you might as well go to Target and buy the stuff and be done, you know? So I kind of, I am a little passionate about please, mm-hmm. you know, do not get to be 10 years into your business and think that you can do it on your own and be trying to read books and whatever. Because you're going to get somewhere a lot quicker if you really do invest in somebody and just bounce these things off. You're going to avoid some pitfalls. And I wish I'd done that. That's why I'm passionate about making sure that people who are a few years behind where I am right now mm-hmm. don't fall in. The Awesome Blossom Workshops are wrapping up and we're celebrating with the in-person party. We're hosting a workshop from May 13th to 15th at Hope Flower Farm and Winery in Virginia. We'll teach you how to make two new flowers and how to arrange your paper bloom. Plus, internationally acclaimed fresh florist, educator, and designer Holly Chapel will teach you her Hollyish style of arranging using freshly cut flowers from her farm and you will arrange alongside her. Tickets are only limited to 20 students and they're available to purchase starting March 25th. But if you're one of our Awesome Blossom students and you have the golden ticket, you can grab a spot right now and save $500. Come and celebrate with us face-to-face. Head over to our website now and reserve your spot. We can't wait to meet you. So how did, uh, and you, our listeners, if you aren't aware, but Amy has a circle. <laughs> Let's talk about circle. <laughs> And I don't want to miss, I don't want to describe incorrectly because I know what you do, but Amy, tell us a little bit about Circle. Well, <laughs> it, seriously, we've been really careful to say like, this is not a mastermind. This is not well, a that's class. A, I'm it's like, not a course. Is it? it's not, like, <laughs> right. And we've said that because I don't, I don't feel comfortable saying it. It's none of those things. It's mm-hmm. honestly, it's a lot of what you and I just talked about. It's a lot mm-hmm. of what we did in that session, but it was important for me to stay away from all of those terms because I don't really fit in any of those boxes. So then that leaves you with, so what is it? (laughs) I don't know. It's, (laughs) but what it is, it lasts, man, where are we? Last fall, like, okay, we're spring of 2020. (laughs) Um, Last fall, I teamed up with Natalie Gill from Native Poppy. And she had been on our podcast a couple of times and she just had very, very insightful things to say. She's just very intuitive. She retains a lot of knowledge. She's very honest and just there are no barriers with her. She will share anything. She owns two retail locations, flower shops in California. And so we teamed up together and we just kind of came up with this idea for Circle. I mean, I told her, I'm having this idea. Do you think this is a crazy thing? And she was like, no, I would be on board to try it. And so we got really specific about what would this look like if we were to get a group of people together? And so that's where we said, this is not a course. It's not a mastermind. It's none of those things. It doesn't have curriculum per se, you know. Because what we wanted to do is meet people. If there were any people, we didn't even know if there were any people, but if there's a group of people 
in our industry, either uh, florists, retail florists, wedding florists, um, flower farmers, we didn't know who would come. If there's a group of people who would like to sit down in a really small group, and we said we will take no more than seven people because we feel like that's what we can handle and still have plenty of time to really dig in and talk to these people. So if we get a small group together and we really base what we talk about on what they need. So we can't tell them what the curriculum is going to be because we don't know who's going to join and we don't know what they need yet. So would anyone invest in this? (laughs) It seems doubtful, but we really, really want to do it, you know, because we just love people. And so we put it out and we were very specific about that. This is what it, it's also only for people who are willing to be vulnerable. Don't come if you're not willing to be vulnerable, let your guard down and really be honest about where you are. It's really only for kind people. Don't come if you're not kind. (laughs) Um, You know, we we were just very, very like, this is, Mm -hmm. this is what we're looking for. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. That's great. We're not out anything, but it did work. And we had Everyone come, we sold it out, which was incredible. And then we also gave away a full scholarship to someone. So we came to the circle and we actually met uh, ahead of time with each person and kind of figured out what, where everybody was in their business, kind of like Mm -hmm. what y'all did with me. And then we figured out what they really were looking for. We're going to spend eight weeks together, two hours a week. And we kind of dropped in the topics according to what they needed. And, and it was just a phenomenal time. I I mean, for Natalie and me, it was good for them too, but I'm telling you, like we grew as much as anyone and we learned so much. And it was just at the end, you know, we, we all were just kind of like, now what? We don't want this to stop. You know, we really, we were so, we had, we had built some really strong relationships. So, but what happened is at the end of that, we realized that we had half the group were retail florists and half the group were wedding and event florists. And we, we talked with them at great length about, do you think that we, if we did this again with a new group of people, should mm-hmm. we divide it? And, and they all said, yeah, you could even go deeper if you were you know, mm-hmm. had those two. So that's what we're going to do. We're getting ready to, we're gearing up to start next week. Uh, we'll have a, a circle wedding and a circle retail group this, this spring. And yeah. um, so that's, that's, that's best I can do with explaining what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did an amazing job. And yes. I think it's, I mean, I'm listening to it and I'm like, yeah, that is, I think that's ideal for a lot of people because they're not necessarily there to learn something from a curriculum they're trying to make these connections with other like-minded people and share ideas and grow together or solve problems together in an empathetic friendly honest environment you know with other people but it's hard to sometimes we live in our own little world we're too busy it's hard to reach out to people like you don't know who to reach out to sometimes so having somebody actually organize this and be a really great facilitator as well, like yourself, and I haven't met Natalie, but she sounds wonderful. Yes. Uh, I'm sure she would <laughs> provide some great insight to us as well. I think that's needed. I think that is so, so needed. Not everyone's meant to 
to organize these types of, um, or serve the community in this way. And so you doing this, and I'd love that you just threw it out there and said, hey, this is what I'm doing. No guarantees, <laughs> but let's try this. I mean, that's so brave. <laughs> I love so brave it. of you to do that. Like, and just having, you know, and the results, I think, of it show how much your community trusts you and how you're able to put like such a wonderful group of people together who, who are able to, to help each other. And, and yeah, that's, that's. Awesome. I think so that's what circle is. <laughs> yeah. And it's really amazing, you know, when you get a group of people together like that. One of the things that really shocked me about it was even though we had retail floors and we had wedding and event floors coming together, and they had slightly different business models and things, but the needs and the things that they were dealing with were the same across the board. And that really surprised me. But I mean, it was very easy to drop those sort of topics into the weeks because it's across the board. And and I guarantee you it's the same in the paper flower community. We started out with everybody kind of like so busy and not understanding why they're doing it anymore. Do they Mm -hmm. want to do it anymore? And so we, I mean, we went way back and connected deep with why Like, Mm -hmm. why are you even doing this? Do you even want to keep doing it? And if you do, what would make it worth your while to keep doing it? And if you are here and you're fired up and you're wanting to scale your business and you're here and you're on fire, why do you want to scale? And what does that look like? Do you really want to scale in size? Do you really want to scale or do you want to scale more like scale back, but be more intentional? Mm-hmm. So that you're kind of scaling up while scaling back. Yeah. So just digging through all of that. And we had to lay that foundation before we got to go on to some of the other things. Another thing that really was that everyone deals with is putting systems in place, mm-hmm. organizing their business, having all that so that yeah. it frees you up to do your work mm-hmm. instead of constantly going back and creating the same things over and over and answering the same questions, you know, getting yeah. those systems in place. So it, there was a lot from personal development kind of topics mm-hmm. all the way to very, very specific, you know, talking about ordering and pricing and all that marketing and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But we we kind of hit both. And so that's why the eight weeks flew by oh, really sure. fast. Well, in two hours to talk about one topic in depth must be difficult to keep it within the two hours, right? Yeah. So did you, I mean, on those topics, did you, was it kind of like, oh, this is what we're going to talk about today. And then somebody just jumps in and starts with, you know, their problem or a question, or did you ever lead the discussion where, because you've already been prepped ahead of time, lead the conversation first and say, okay, well, these are some things that you should think about and then, and then start having that conversation. We did both. We really did. I mean, I came to the sessions and so did Natalie. We came to the sessions prepared mm-hmm. things that that have mattered to us, things that we felt like were worth sharing with the group. And mm-hmm. but we quickly turned it. I mean, they always knew we were really tight knit close. Like they always knew you just jump in. I mean, this is a conversation. So mm-hmm. it's not like we're going to teach you and then you're going to ask a question. We did bring things and we were prepared, but it was a conversation from the get-go. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of back and forth. And there were 
you know, sometimes when it was like, what's going on in your world this week? Because we need to deal with things that are happening right now, you know? So there was some of that as well. Sounds so amazing. Both Jesse and I were thinking like, are we a good fit for the circle? And we actually (laughs) had a meeting with Amy to talk about like, are we a good fit? And we ended up deciding we were not a good fit for this, but let's just do a one-on-one. And I think Mm -hmm. that's where we got the full attention and focus. It was really quite amazing. I'm really jealous. The circle members having that. I was like, oh, I need to go back. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Because like what, I mean, even what you just said about what were the big focuses of the group, having systems in place and then the whys and then the, oh, if you want to grow are like, in what way do you want to grow? Like, or expand. Mm-hmm. Those are questions for every business. Yeah. Those are the, everyone comes, goes through those questions and should really think, you know, deep and hard about those questions. But having people who are going through the same thing who might have different opinions about how to journey through those, those questions. I think, yeah, it's so much more helpful. And like you mm-hmm. said, Amy, like it accelerates, accelerates your, your decision-making or your path because you don't have to live inside your, your mind and mull over the same thing over and over again without ever getting to an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of validation too that goes on in a group like that. There were a lot of people that came to the group. Okay. I would just say all of us come to a group like that with a lot of self-doubt. And there was quite a bit of this. I have all these opportunities that I can see, but I just don't feel worthy of, I I don't feel like I I can do it. Or, Mm -hmm. or there was a lot of, you know, people afraid to succeed. I mean, afraid to make the money because Mm -hmm. then what do you do with it? And Mm -hmm. afraid to succeed because that might change your life. And what does that mean for your family? So it's like you, you're trying to decide, am I really afraid of success or like, or do I need to, do I need to move forward or do I need to kind of stay where I am? And so we worked a lot through some of those just self doubts. And, and that is when you have a group of people like that, that's a small group, that are very vulnerable with one another and you really can trust one another, which is amazing because none of us really knew each other coming in. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was, I think because we really said, don't come to the group. If you're not like this, 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 that sounded very (laughs) like, I kind of didn't want to say it quite so strongly, but I meant it. I didn't want anyone coming to the group that would not be confidential with other people's thoughts, be empathetic to other people, listen and not just talk the whole time. You know, it's like we had to have that culture going on. For sure. And once that happened, it was amazing to see individual people really grow, even just during an eight-week period. Like mm-hmm. you could see them start having confidence. We we had one um, designer in there who's a phenomenal designer and she was just kind of taking everything and, and very unsure about kind of putting a limit on the lower end, you know, kind of mm-hmm. putting a minimum in place or whatever. Yeah. And she did it during the eight weeks and she started getting these great, great opportunities mm-hmm. and it happened right. right at the end of the eight weeks, but we were able to kind of see like, 
you know, we already saw it in her. She just didn't see it in herself. And then she did see it in herself. And then we saw kind of the fruit of that. And that was a beautiful moment to to see that good because it's just like with y'all, you know, you already know somebody's just validating for you what you already know about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But that's so important. I don't think we get Mm -hmm. enough of that. (laughs) To be honest, I don't think we do. What, um, what can I ask you what stage in their businesses were most of the participants of um, Circle? Mm-hmm. Let me think about this for a second. I didn't know this was coming. Um, <laughs> we had, I think, two of the people had started a business in 2020. Wow. So wow. Um, it, they were very new. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of people who had had shops for, I mean, I don't think we had any okay, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to think about it later and say, mm-hmm. you know, I was wrong, but I don't think we had anybody who had been in business 10 years. So it was like either very brand new mm-hmm. or five, six years into their business. Yeah. I think, well, I, I say that, I think maybe we had one that was a little bit over 10, but I mean, it wasn't like we had people who had been in business 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Now the upcoming circle we, that we're doing, we do. Oh, wow. Um, and I think it's because we changed the format just slightly mm-hmm. and we're bringing in Twyla Reimer for Remy and Gold. And she's going to be my facilitator for the weddings because that's what she does. She has mm-hmm. a wedding and event studio in Austin. Natalie is really retail. She also does weddings, but she's very knowledgeable about retail. So mm-hmm. Because I think we split that now people, we're going to go deeper. We mm-hmm. have some people who are coming to the session for the weddings that have been in business for a long time. Right. So that'll be an interesting, you know, dynamic. One thing that was really important to me is that the people that facilitate with me, I didn't, I don't care if anyone knows who we are. I didn't really feel like I needed to have someone who had giant name recognition. Mm-hmm. What I actually really want is someone who has been doing a job and being profitable for a long time or a mm-hmm. while, you know, mm-hmm. who actually has proved that they know how to run a business. Maybe they've, you know, experienced ups and downs. I don't yes. care about that as long as they've maintained profitability and their values and the way they run their business is consistent with, with what I do, mm-hmm. then I feel like we're, we can do that. And so I, again, that's kind of like, we just put it out there and nobody, if nobody knows who we are, then I was like, well, then they, nobody may join because if they mm-hmm. don't know who we are, then they wouldn't trust us to come in. Mm-hmm. But that was an important piece for me. Sure. It's interesting because when you described how many years in business the participants were, it just shows that you could be at any point in your business or journey and have those questions. Maybe you never answered them. You know, you never knew what the answers were to them. And yet they're still just in the back of your mind because at the end of the day, if we don't really know what our why is or we're not clear on it or our why has changed, we have to address that. And, and whether it is means restructuring our business or changing the way we do our business or focusing our energies in different ways, we need a way to get to that answer. And so knowing that there are, you know, different experiences 
in as participants in your group. I think that's really interesting. I mean, I'm sure it's so much richer having different experiences or different experience levels, and yet also seeing other people going through the same thing that you went through, you know, five years ago, and still having that the same questions. I think that's fascinating. It just shows that it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, whether you're one year in or ten years in, we all have those self doubts. We all sometimes don't know quite what we're doing, right or wrong. And we need that kind of that guidance and that and, and a group of people or community who can support us in, in ways that we can't support ourselves. But Circle sounds amazing. <laughs> Amy, if I was in the forestry industry, I'd be like, you know, I think it's worthwhile investing time yeah. and money in eight weeks is long, but it's also really short <laughs> as mm-hmm. well. But having made maybe lifelong friends and people you can connect with and know that, yeah, know if you reach out and say, hey, remember, you know, we talked about this following up, like, how did it go? I think that is so meaningful when you are a sole entrepreneur and you're working yourself to the ground, you know, knowing other people are there for you. And going through the same thing. Yeah. 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 It reminds me a lot of you know, like when I was younger, when I was in college, I did a lot of church camps and whatever for kids, you know, I was always counselor at these things. And, and it reminds me of that because you know how, when you go on a trip or when we went to Tulsa, you know, and helped wild mother, I mean, anytime you have a small group and you spend significant amount of time together, working alongside one another, doing anything, you end up forming bonds. You just do. I guess sometimes if you're not all in alignment, maybe you hate each other. But that hasn't really been my experience ever. I've always felt like that was the key to making connection. You have to put in the time and you have, to, and, and for me, working alongside someone is the other key, not just sitting in a class or to learn, I mean, you can learn like that, but for me, I, I need to be working alongside mm-hmm. um, to really yeah. form that bond. Oh my gosh, this hour went by so fast, Amy. <laughs> it's always a pleasure mm-hmm. chatting with you and just learning what's on your plate and how you're dealing with things. I know you have so much. And so our question this season is, how do you go about pampering yourself? <laughs> Okay, so this is I, I, this is not the best way to pamper yourself. So please don't take it and do it. But I, I have to say, I spend so much time on the computer, so much time on Zoom. Like I, I just when I get a break, like when we close out this call, I have a lot more calls this afternoon on Zoom. So I will immediately jump in my car and open the sunroof. And I will put on music and I will go to Starbucks <laughs> and I will get a latte yes. and enjoy being outside for a few minutes and then come back. It's It's got to be outside uh-huh. music. Coffee yeah. is a thing. So yes. I love all of that. <laughs> it's the little things, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh Whatever gosh. gets you through the day. Well, that sounds yeah. like heaven. Yeah. Starbucks is usually a treat at my house too. Yes. <laughs> Especially when you have all the gear at home. My husband would be like, why are you going to Starbucks to buy whatever? And I'm like, well, they make a really great, I don't know. I'll, right now it's oat latte, but whatever it is. I mean, you can't make. That's right. Your house doesn't smell like that. No. You don't yes. hear those sounds. 
And if I really want a treat, I'll go and sit in a coffee shop and work. (laughs) That is a real treat. I do that sometimes. And, you know, that's, that's also fun, but anyway, should be something like exercising or something like that, but I, (laughs) I'm working on it. I think we're all working on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Amy, for spending the hour with us. It's a pleasure. It's always such a joy. Yeah. And you make it so so easy too. I know. We love chatting with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's do it again. Yeah, sure. (laughs) We would love to thank you, our listener, and especially our patrons for supporting our podcast, Paper Talk, and for making season five possible. 